Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. How much time till we're on? What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome to all the listeners through many networks. That was very sudden then, Jack. Jack just said to us, actually, it's the first time I've panelled this show in a long, long G'day, time. G'day, Jack. Good to have you on board, mate. How are you, Jack? Oh, thanks, guys. I'm excited. Yeah, thanks, listeners, uh, for tuning in. What was a massive weekend of sport across a number of sports, of course. What dominated was the uh, Rugby League World Cup. Uh, in our we, world. Yeah, in our world, uh, absolutely. But the biggest event or one of the biggest events in, in the sporting globe is, the of course, the World Cup in oh. soccer, in football, which uh, kicked off overnight. And uh, Qatar, the hosts... We're going to go into that a little bit later on. They played Ecuador to open up that beautiful stadium over there. Outstanding. Mm. Um, now, Jack, you're How the football build that expert. So quickly. Mm. Well, who built it? There's a whole show that we can talk about right the uh, Qatar stadiums and the people that worked on that. Uh, the crowd. Yes. Expected more. Oh, uh, no. Or expected yeah. them to stay in the no. second half. I think it was fine. I mean, Ecuador fans were really up for it. They were having a damn good time, and I think I'd love to go to uh, a World Cup and. And follow, if Australia yeah. weren't in it, for example, just to follow a country. I reckon that'd be well, great. Well, they were on par with the Rugby League World Cup crowds that weren't flash hot. Three Tickets out. were a bit Usually overpriced. And, mm. But, yeah, I, I read that in the, the opening game, Ecuador and Qatar, uh, and mind you, the first host nation ever to lose in the opening round. because yep. Probably shouldn't have been there. They're only there because they hosted it. Well, they are debutants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that a lot of the, the crowd left at half time. Now, would that mean that maybe they were paid to go? As we heard, well, or was it because there was no beer? Well, we did see uh, reports of our fans from you know a bunch of people that uh, were supporting Brazil and England, going around with massive flags, and people were like, "Oh, can you tell us about it?" Like, "Oh yeah, we're massive fans. We love all these players." And go, "Can you tell us your name?" No, no. Nah, <laughs> Any players' know. names? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. no they, they'd mentioned like three or four of the big names. Oh, but not know, their own. They wouldn't tell you they their own. They wouldn't tell names. their own name. No. Oh. They said David Beckham. Can't wait to watch see, him play. <laughs> that's because they were too busy remembering <laughs> yeah. the English players. They couldn't yeah. remember their own names. Hey, Badge, did you say so, that Qatar are the first host country to lose round one? Yeah. Crap okay. Thank you very much. They, so I'm thinking maybe they all they left because it's 2-0 at halftime. Their teams, the Qatar, Qataris aren't going to win. Mm. So do they file out and go to the pub up the road and get on the drink? <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about that. Because that's not going to happen. Well, exactly. <laughs> uh, welcome to all the listeners through the Super Radio Network. SEN 1170, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast, and SEN Track and the SEN app if you're listening. If you're listening to the podcast, welcome to the show at a later date. And live in Brisbane as well on SENQ 693 AM and Canberra 1323 AM. 
uh, welcome, and you might might be saying to yourself, where's Woogie? Well, that's why so, I was. I was just saying to myself, where's that's Woogie? That's my highlight of the weekend. Why? Well, on Saturday, we had McHappy Day. Myself, Woogie, and Brooke Hansen well, from the Olympic Well, Australia had it. It wasn't just you guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, we attended. We did a show from a, uh, a McDonald's harbour town on the Gold Coast. Right. Yeah, so we travelled to there, and um, great hosts they were. Who's making big statements last family. week about just how many... Big Maxi. Well, this eat. is the highlight, and this is the reason why he's not here tonight. He's got a tummy bug, he said, but it might have had something to do with Woogie inhaling six Big Macs. No way. In a two-hour period. <laughs> he did not. But it's for a great cause. Six Big Macs. Yep. Oh. It was better than Lego. So, <laughs> so you're saying he's just overindulged. Yeah. Like, like he's in the kid, fetal position. Like a kid in the chocolate factory. Just so I can't get off the toilet. too much. Oh, wow. And you wonder why. So the food was great, but he just had too much. Too much. But it's oh, for a great cause. Great you, cause. Seriously. Um, you can get involved any time, as you can, each and every night. 0457 736 736. We're going to have a number of topics tonight. Give us your opinion of the weekend. Anything you want to talk about, the show is open to you. And also you can give us a call, 1300 Don't forget to tell us your name, where you're listening, how you're listening. As well, grab the podcast as well, Sports Day NSW. What was that? What was that on, number? one three hundred. Zero one eleven seventy. Right. Yeah. Sound like you had a couple of beers or something for a sec there, sir. And uh, Sports Day NSW if you want to get the podcast. And also Which TikTok. Which I know you wouldn't do because you mm-hmm. do not. What? You, re- you don't drink. And especially with your elbow injury, which oh, is not from drinking. No. You wouldn't be drinking at all. So, anyway, sorry. Tell us about TikTok because I'm, I'm all over this. You're all over this TikTok. Mm. Badge Sats S-E-N. You're listening, Watch Nathan? Badge do some of his great karaoke, dancing. Mm. He uploads a lot of stuff on TikTok, so make sure you you get you on TikTok. Bad stuff up from my, from my birthday party earlier yep. this year. Did you put it up there? I put that up. Yeah, I was yep. on fire. We're gonna have a World Cup review, and this is where Jack plays his major role. This is his favourite part of the show. Yes. We get to talk about football. A preview and a review. Yes, a bit of both. Joel and Fletch going to join us, but Joel isn't around. It's uh, Fletch and the Professor. Oh, okay. This afternoon. Oh, so that the Professor that I've seen on Fox. Yes, plenty of times with Maddie Johns and Fletch. Oh, so he's hosting Craig. The Professor and Barney. Uh, top seven moments from the weekend. There were plenty. I went to the Grafton races on Friday. I emceed, a, yeah, I emceed a function, a fundraiser for a, a family, the the Donahue family, who their uh, son Finn, who's only two years of age, has been diagnosed with leukemia, and oh. they need obviously a lot of support. It's a tough battle, and um, so I attended. Uh, yeah, the Clarence River Jockey Club. Great hosts they were on Friday. It was about 160, 170. Well, I heard you were a great host. Oh, really? You were the host, weren't you? I was the MC. MC. Yeah. Host MC, yeah. Guest speakers were Willie Mason. Very well, colourful. Very good, yeah. Great. Speaks his mind. Colourful language he could the use a bit. The crowd absolutely loved him. Beauty. Jamie Killer Lyon, who now lives He's a good guy. in northern New South Wales. Is he a Balliner? Byron. Bal- one of Skinner's those. Head. Captain Coach. Skinner's head. Skinner's Lennox. head. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and also the Don, Anthony Don, who's a Grafton local. Oh, okay. They love him down there. He's, we're talking to, I was talking to Anthony Don when he played for the great Grafton Ghosts. And to our listeners that are listening on uh, through 2GF, we know Grafton Bronco does. I said to him, how many tries did you score that year before you went to the NRL? Because he made his debut at 25. Yes, for the Titans. He scored yeah. 40 tries in one season. Wow. No wonder someone picked him up. Like chariots of Didn't fire. Didn't slow down much either. Un- no, un- good player. player yeah. End up squeezing 150 odd games in his NRL career, which is a lot of when games. You start at when 25. You start late. Yeah. yeah. Now, can I got another crap stat for you? What? Well, this is World Cup related, rugby league, World Cup related. Australia won. 
thirty to ten yes. over Samoa in the final in the men's final. And of course, the women's won fifty four four. Yes, very dominant were, after dominant. a very close game against New Zealand a couple of weeks back. Isaiah Yo, my favourite player in the NRL. He did not miss one tackle in the World Cup, and he averaged forty one tackles a game. Grab stack. Were you stalking him? Do you watch everything he does? Didn't every miss minute a of every, didn't he? You watched every minute of every game, and well, you saw he didn't. I'm just reading his stats. Oh, okay. Yeah. No mistake. Wow. Outstanding. It's pretty impressive. Great play. He, he had some uh, – they played their best half of footy, I thought, uh, the Kangaroos in that first half. Not that I saw many of the early games. I saw them play uh, New Zealand mm-hmm. and watched that one. They were the tougher games. But, yeah, they were very, very good in that first half. You know, last week we did speak about this, Sats. Um, why did they name the player of, and players of the tournament last week before the final? Because – from what I saw, Junior Bolo, who wants to be, his name to be pronounced mm-hmm. and said Bolo. Oh, while you're away, also Adam uh, Duwehi. Oh, Duwehi. he's Duwehi. changed it. Yeah, right. Mm. Well, Junior Bolo, I thought he was outstanding again. He yep. must have been close to the player of the tournament. He was great, wasn't he? Very good. For you know, he's played Samoa. more games. Did we touch on this last week? He's played more games than anyone in the NRL. Yes, this 37, year, thirty-seven, thirty-eight games. Yeah. It's amazing for a front row, let alone anyone who's playing and, halves or the centres. And oh, he was just – he was all, looked out on his feet a few times. He just kept pushing himself through in that final. Uh, very good. Um, Punters player of the round is Junior Bolo for you? That was mine. I thought, I thought you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if he got it for the tournament. Oh, look, Joey Manu won it and was outstanding, I believe, but they didn't make the final. So mm. it was one game less. Uh, was there someone else that stood out? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Who's the punters player of the well, World and Cup? And many were saying it I'm was... saying Josh Adokar. Yeah. Okay. And you know how much I've, I'm quite verbal and vocal about wingers. Wingers not getting man of the matches. Mm. But I've got to say Josh Adokar has changed my tune a little bit. Right. So um, he, he's my punters World Cup. Jerome Luai was great, and he wasn't great on the weekend, but he was very, very good throughout the tournament. Uh, yeah, a bit of a push for a few other players. Tedesco got the player of the final. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, who was your who was your player of the uh, of the tournament? Do you agree with uh, Joey Manu? Oh, the other thing I read sats about from a few different people, but one source, um, Buzz Rothfield in the Daily Telegraph has lang- labelled Mel's Kangaroos outfit invincible. That's yep. already been done. The already been done. Did he say 82. invincibles? Eighty two, mm. unbeatables in eighty six. He says they're the, the uh, he rates them above the All Blacks as the best team across both codes at the moment. All Blacks have set a very very high standard, but they slipped a little bit lately. Yes, lost a few third now. In the lost world a few rankings. tests. Yeah. So anyone with thoughts on that? How good is this Kangaroos outfit? How does this Kangaroos outfit compare to to recently or to when Mal played, Mal played in, in four successful? I don't think we can. Tools. I don't think we can no. compare them at the moment, Badge. I mean, but, you can't compare if you want to look at historically the All Blacks. Well, the All Blacks have been the most successful sporting organisation in the world for many, many decades. They've got uh, greater opposition across the world. Yeah, game. yeah, more more, um, more world-class teams yes. that they play against in rugby, no doubt at all. And Buzz is probably right right now where the the Kangaroos were very dominant and the All Blacks, like you said, are a little bit off the pace at the moment. But to be able to compare them and talk about them in the same breath as the All Blacks. Well, yeah. Like well, some might say Ireland then if we're talking about both codes. Yeah. The way they're going. Mm. 
What about your thought? What about your thoughts? Zero well, four five seven seven three six seven three six is buzz on the money here. Yeah. Well, you know, look, I go back in this Australian side. I I hate comparing eras because I, you know, you look at what Mal did with with you know Sterlo and Wally and back in that era and Brett Kenny and oh. hard hard to ever go past that. But even just a few Don't years get ago, started about when, Brett Kenny. Well, a few years ago when Jay John and Thurston down in Lockyer and, and Billy Slater were dominating and Greg Inglis and. Uh, that crew, oh, it, it's, it is hard to say, oh, this is a better team. Is it fair to say there was an Australian, which is probably the, the great description of a great side, and what Mal has done with this side, he, he, he there's probably... He's very good. He's at arguably he's, the best short-term coach yes. that we've seen for a, a long, long time. Yep, yep, no doubt at all. Hey, and and, and is, I've just been reminded too, uh, what about Joey Johns, Freddie Fittler, that, that era? Yeah. So I'll ask you this, Late Badge. 90s. There was no standout player for Australia, which is a great team effort. They just all they dug in for one another. Um, but is there anyone in this Australian side? And I'll put this out to the listeners as well: zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Or give us a call one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. Is there anyone in this current Australian squad who are going to be together for quite a long time? They're going to be together for a while because they're all a very young age. Yep. Is there anyone that could possibly be discussed in when the immortal discussion? Ten years' time. In ten years, fifteen years' time. Is there anyone? In, I'm going to say Tedesco. Mm. Is he better than Slater yet? No, a little little way. Well, yep. but but he's consistent. He's based very, on his num- based on his numbers. Very he very is. consistent. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think a lot of people are rating him right up there. And Billy for mine is the the greatest of the fullbacks. Although Clive Churchill, of course, is was one of the original immortals, and he was amazing. Um, yeah, it's hard to say, isn't it? We've got some great players there. When you look at how Latrell Mitchell goes and can possibly go, and, and I, I just wonder how far Harry Grant can go. Mm. That kid is—he's um, amazing. He's got yep. some—he's got a big future too. So, yeah, I tell you what, I we're love thinking about Old Trafford, sixty-seven thousand. Yeah, what a stadium! Yeah, outstanding. It is. I don't it think is. there would have been any Qatarian laws around uh, around Old Trafford in the streets of Manchester. In the <laughs> World Cup final. Yeah, if they if they skipped out of the stadium, they could find a pub just up the road, I can tell you for hey, sure. Did you hear about what happened with Budweiser? Because, of course, they were going to be the official sponsor of the World Cup and there were going to be various zones. You could have your have a drink, have a beer. Yep. You have to take a mortgage out to get one. But anyway, so Budweiser have now been told, well, they've been told there's no alcohol at all. But the remaining Budweiser beer, so the Budweiser beer that was allocated to the World Cup, which is millions of litres, has now been, uh, it's now been said that it will be given to the winning country. Oh. So that's an added prize, isn't it? I, I would rather win. What, to the team? To the team. Or the country? Or the country, the team, yeah. I'd yeah. rather win that but supply of Budweiser <laughs> than the actual World Cup trophy. Yeah. Jack, you're the football expert. Mm. No? Is that all you're going to give me? Mm. Uh, like, like that amount, that's that's like years and years for for a group of people. Like in, it, it's probably three weeks worth of beer for Woogie. Mm. It's a, an amazing <laughs> amount. There are rules to the World Cup trophy as well. That <laughs> only if you've played or are involved in the squad, you can touch it. So, I mean, does the beer go to everyone in the country? Well, do you know, it's actually... I, yeah, I just kind of don't get it. It's actually a positive for them because there's studies have said that Beer makes you smart. Well, it made Budweiser. So, um. What? Uh, boom, boom. You don't like it? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah.
One of your best. Uh, let's get to the break. <laughs> hey, I just got a question, okay. quick test. Set, yeah. Test. Uh, player of the tournament. Player of the tournament. Uh, uh, Scott from Quakers Hill thought Elliot Whitehead was enormous. He was good. And he says he's not a Raiders or an England supporter. Uh, great player. And G-Man reckons the All Blacks are the greatest team ever. The league grand final was played the weekend before Australia versus uh, the Kiwis. Shame they rigged the draw to suit England. Egg on their face now. Grand final played. I'll have to, uh, yeah, go back and decide. Badge, I'm going to throw this well, He's just saying you. that Australia versus New Zealand, that was the real grand final. Like, that was yeah. the real Ah, uh, the game. real mm. World Cup grand final. Yep. Mm. Badge, I'm going to throw this at you. I'm going to give you time to think about this and the listeners as well. Angus Crichton. He's looking at two weeks for the elbow on Chanel Harris Tavita. Yeah. Knocked Just, out. Yeah, knocked him out. So it looks like he, he may miss two weeks. Okay. And Chanel Harris Tavita, that's his last involvement in rugby league because he goes off on his sabbatical. Yes, for well, for a few years. Yeah. yeah. So Who that's knows his where he'll last be in involvement. Two years time. He gets knocked out. But it's also been revealed that Angus Crichton and Chanel Harris Tavita are going to be travelling around Europe together after after the World Cup. Really? Yeah. I don't know where the link is. What? Between Crichton and Chanel Harris Tavita. Yeah, well, Maybe they'll write poetry together. And the Roosters and... <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, that is. Okay, yeah. I'm going to let you think about this. Must know each we, other from somewhere. As we go to the break for Kia, one former player that you wouldn't have liked to travel with around Europe for a longer <laughs> period of time. I don't need much thinking Listeners, listeners 0457-736-736. The person that you wouldn't want to travel around with or doesn't have to be a sports person, could be a your father-in-law, your brother-in-law, even your sister-in-law. One you wouldn't like mates. to travel around the world with, around Europe for a few weeks. Like it. I've got a couple. It's all around madness. Let's get to a break. The eight-seat Kia Carnival, a grand util, uh, utility vehicle, and up next we'll have a World Cup review. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. No, Woogie tonight, he's got a stomach pain from Mm. consuming excess McDonald's on McHappy Day, all for a good cause. So he goes above and beyond for uh, for the cause. Big old Woogs. And before we get to, um, we're going to talk about the World Cup system, the World Cup Rugby League tiered system, and whether it's right or whether it's wrong. But before that, I said, Badge, I'm not going to put this to you right now. We'll right. bring up a little bit later on. Who wouldn't you like to travel with? Like Angus Crichton is allegedly travelling around Europe post-World Cup with Chanel Harris-DeVita, who we actually knocked out in the World Cup final. So that'll be interesting uh, viewing, that would be. And we've got a few texts here on the text line, 0457 736 736. Danger said, that's easy. Wives. Don't travel with wives. Well, Danger's already put a test up that he's um, a, a text through that he's been married 35 years. You can't, yeah. So multiple personalities. Not happy. Lads definitely would not want to travel with a sticky Stuart. Imagine the constant whinging. Well, oh, you've travelled with him. From Chris. I don't, yeah. I don't I agree, Chris. He's a great tourist. But yeah, everyone's got their impressions of others. Rooster Muzz, Badge, Sats and Jack. Jack, you got to start. Is that who he wouldn't want to travel with? I would hate to travel across the bloody road with Glenn and Adrian, let alone the world. <laughs> Come on, Muzz. They're uh, all right. They're all right. Now, the, the tiered system or the World Cup Rugby League system. The, the format of, of how they, who, who plays who. Can I firstly say I'm not a fan of the tier system. I just think we should have rankings. 
and then you you group them however you can group them, and you're going to explain your theory and well, a system I read, yeah, which you agree with. Yeah, um, I like. I do like what Steve. I think Stephen Crichton hit the nail on the head when it comes to Samoa now being a tier one, but there still be a tier two. I I think we need to scrap the tier system. And when it affects origin, I think it's easy. And I've been saying this for a couple of years, Badge. I think when you sign up to play rugby league with your registration at 12 years of age, you know what state your heart bleeds for. If you had to go to war and represent one of your states, which one would it be? Yep. I think at the age of 12, when you register for your junior rugby league club, you know. So Stephen Crichton hit the nail on the head where he said, I, I want to represent at the World Cup the country that I was born in and where my heritage is from, where my family is from. But also, I want to play Origin from where I grew up and where, yeah. where I was raised, which is Mount Druitt, yeah. west of Sydney, in the Penrith districts, of course. So, I think I think he um, I think he explained in one sentence what what I've always believed that um, it's different in, if you're in a World it. Cup year. Yeah, I in a World it. Cup year, absolutely. So, can can I just try to knock something on the head? Yep. I I have heard from a few people, some very notable people in our game. Just open the game up to everyone, play state of origin. That no. means Englishmen, Kiwis. That is one of the most ridiculous ideas I've ever heard. Mm. Please, put your heads in. Think about what state of origin is and what it means. And we don't want to lose that great rivalry. We don't. And we still got international rivalry. And then we got in World Cup years, all those other special things that happen. But please don't think we could have Englishmen, uh, you know, that born and bred in England, come out to Australia, play a couple of years, oh, you can play state of origin. No. Well, a good example, Badge, not is how it should be. Viliami Kikiao being brought over from Fiji as a, as a teenager, 16, 17 years of age, goes to the North Queensland Cowboys, plays in their junior representative system. Under that system that you're talking about just then, it means that Viliami could play for Queensland. That's right. And, and, and Ronaldo Mulatalo could have this year because, you know, he was – he didn't get it. was like 13 or 14. It was just a bit too late. Yes. But they're saying that. And there was push a few years ago, oh, Sam Burgess mm. picking for oh, – I just find it utterly ridiculous. And people that haven't thought it out, haven't thought about the implications of just opening up to everyone. Because it – you know, it also then – it kills the dreams of a lot of young other players that are coming through the system who might never get a look in. I, I don't think – the system we've got in state of origin is broke. So don't try to fix it and fiddle with it and change it. Um, but yeah, anyway, back on, I just had to have that little rant, but back on the world cup, one of the, one of the um, uh, problems that we, we saw with it was the big blowouts in score lines early, which we see in a lot of world cups in other sports as well. In yes. those Pool regions. Yes. But in those yep. pools in the world cup, as Jack's going to talk about soon that we've got coming up, there's still a lot of strong teams, a few strong teams and a few not so strong. Well, there was there was an idea put forward of of having four four groups of four teams mm-hmm. or four groups of five if you want to have twenty teams there. Let's say we got four fours. You you put re- the really strong teams in the first two groups. So how many can we name eight eight strong strong nations that can play in these groups? We've got Australia, New Zealand, Tonga, Samoa, England, uh, Fiji, who've made the World Cup. I think yes. the quarterfinals in the last four. Yep. Uh, Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. Um, probably your eighth one is Lebanon. Probably Lebanon. Yeah, Mitchell Moses. Yes. Adam Duahi. Yep. Josh so, Mansell. So if you play in those two groups 12, yep. and you play those preliminary games against those uh, the other teams, you might have, you know, Australia and England and, uh, and Tonga and Lebanon in one group and the others in the other. If you finish in th- the three of those teams out of the four go through to the finals. Mm. In the other groups, we have the lesser lights, you know, Greece and... 
uh, and, and Malta and Jamaica and whoever else, you know, we've got there. And Cook Islands. Cook Islands. Yep. And, and those, those teams play off for one spot in the finals in each group of four. So you'll end up with three, two groups, two, two threes at six and two ones at eight. So we got, then we've got our quarterfinals. And we, then we don't have all the blowouts. You know, if, if the Cook Islands get to play Jamaica and they get to play Malta and they play Greece, you know, those games are going to be nice and tight too. And then when they jump into the – the winner goes through to the quarterfinals, then we've got the real, you know, the real close game and, and closer competition. And if you don't make the final, well – that's bad luck, isn't it? You yeah. just haven't turned up on the day. Now, now that be, wasn't my idea. I read that, but I really I be, can't find a hole in it. To play devil's advocate badge, is the World Cup also about opportunity and exposing yes. the, a lot of these minnows? And we've still got them. Yep. And, if you want, and as, we, as it expands, maybe you go out to 20 teams and you have four groups of five. But, um, I yeah, I can't find too many holes in that system. Maybe someone else could... Uh, could pick holes in it and tell us about it, but I think I think that one could work. So we saw a blowout in round one, which was Samoa up against England, sixty points to six in favour of England. Yeah, well, see, that's that's whoever saw anomaly. that coming. That's an anomaly, isn't it? Yeah. It shouldn't happen. So you're saying the better teams need to face each other more regularly in the early parts of a World Cup? Yeah, yep. I like that idea, and and we still have an incentive there for the the lesser lights, mm-hmm. one of those from each group to go through into the quarters which is how it should be. Yep. Yeah, well, what do you think? England, for example, there's a lot of pressure on Sean Wayne, the coach of England, about his role moving forward. People saying he's done a great job within the National Rugby League, where England didn't get through to the final. They didn't even face New Zealand or Australia along the way. Mm. So they're saying, uh, I believe England, uh, they've fallen behind Tonga and Samoa. They're, they're probably the fifth strongest nation at the moment based on recent yeah, well, recent score lines. No, they, they went close, didn't they, to, to Samoa? Mm-hmm. They went, who'd they play before that in the quarters? Was that Tonga or? No, Tonga played Samoa. Right. Yep. They played New Zealand. Mm. No, they yeah. didn't play. No, they didn't face New right. Zealand. England. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I, I like your idea, Badge. I like the strong. Not my idea. No, I like that, your that sh- idea. the stronger teams playing against the stronger nations playing against each other more regularly. Yeah. What do you think? Zero four five seven. Seven three six seven three six. Do you like the idea that was thrown up, or do you think that the pool should be made up of some of the minnows and allowing them to be exposed to World Rugby League? Hey, um, we we're talking uh, just a moment ago. A couple of texts here about travelling. Who would you like to travel with? And Will from Randwick says, "G'day, boys. Have to be Gary Jack. You go away with a million and come home with a dollar. Well, you would, um, <laughs> and it might be the other way around. So, very tight man, Jimmy. Yes." Uh, he is. Is he your man badge? He would be my man. You wouldn't travel with <laughs> we him? We actually we had a good time on the Kangaroo Tour in 86, but, he, you know, he was the incumbent. Yep. So I was never really, you know, I think he was the golden boot winner that year. He was, he was outstanding. Yeah. 86. And I was really only ever going to, I'd come from the clouds. I was really only going to be to play the midweek games. And so that was fine. But there was no, there was no animosity or anything. He's just, um, yeah, he's just, he's just super tight. You know, we'd have, we'd have mystery shouts and. Um, Sturlow called mystery shouts one afternoon after we got home from training early in the week and got around six of us and got to Jimmy Jack and he disappeared and Sturlow went, he did this in New South Wales camp. Just disappears when it's his shout. Anyway, he opened, the lift opens up. He got the beers out of our fridge that we were given at the start of the tour. He got, he got them and said, there you go. It was a oh. mystery. And all half of them were mine. 
<laughs> there you go, boys. So when you they saw... said, they said well, you're supposed to shout, he said, yeah, yeah, it's a mystery. No one, no one saw that one coming. So when you are on tour back in '86, and you've told this story to me, but so you get a fridge that was full of the local sponsor, well, or the sponsor well, Forex. Well, Forex was pushing it because Foster's was big. That there's still yep. people in England that think we drink Foster's. Mm. Anyway, so Forex was trying to get into the market, and they made these special sort of long skinny cans, and so we got some of them. And we also got a carton of Winfield oh. when we arrived as well. Each, a carton of Winfield, you could have blue or red. Don't, don't try this at home, kiddies. But, um, of course, the smokers, and there were a lot of smokers mm-hmm. in the group. There's probably out of 26 of us, there was probably well, you were 10. Tu- were you a touring smoker? Or not? No, no, not at the time. You know, like people say, I'm a social smoker. No, it means you're yeah. a smoker. Yeah, I've yeah. been known to do that on surf trips. But not at the time. <laughs> so we just give out, give the ciggies to all the, the guys that smoke. But it... Jimmy just hung on to his, and he didn't smoke, but he, he was selling them to them half price <laughs> <laughs> by the end of the tour when they'd run out. <laughs> oh, he's the best. He Did he answer your text message last week? No, no. I texted him about an interview. but And so you were going to – He's waiting for me. To, he's waiting to find out how much I'll pay him. Mm. So if you, if you actually mentioned that there's money involved, he would have got straight – we did that to Scott Prince once. A couple of us, we, a couple of us texted him and said, oh, we've got this function – yeah, you know, just donate your time, be a couple of hours. Yeah, just come along. Didn't answer. Then we got someone else to text him about twenty minutes later, saying, "Hey, listen, I've got a function on. It's five hundred cash. Yeah, if you could come along just for an hour." Replied to him straight away. <laughs> who is it, Princey? Princey, you see it coming a mile away. <laughs> so would he be who you wouldn't want to tour with? No, I'd love to tour with He's Princey. He'd be guy. great. Mine would be um, Craig Gower. Drink responsibly, but like he go, he can go hard and go for day. Or used to go for days. Everything's a hundred mile an hour. Like he talks frantically, he walks quickly, he eats quickly, and by about day four, I'd have to change rooms and just go under a, another name so he can't. Find you couldn't me. keep up with him. No way in the world. We got a text here about boring to travel with. Um, Beryl from Birong. Uh, Sats would be boring to travel with. Non-drinker. Enough said. I'm just looking at the number of Beryl from Birong, and I think that's Woogie. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine travelling with Woogie. Be. You would not get a look in at the buffet. No, you wouldn't. You'd, you'd, you'd go to a different sitting. You'd go to a different hotel. <laughs> uh, let's get to a break. Was, was he okay on at McCappy Day? Like, was did? Oh, because he, he was surrounded he by food. He didn't make a he mess, was. did he? Was he? Did he eat respectably? Honestly, when he's it's in the most a horrific sight you've ever seen. Is it? Is it dangerous if you put your arm in the way or something? Don't go anywhere near. Don't go in the vicinity, Jack. Yeah. I'm a rabid dog. I've got a photo of uh, of Jason mid-wolfing down a Big Mac, and it put the fear into me. Yeah. The absolute fear badge. I'll show you off air. Was this number three, four, five? I think this could have been the first. I think right. this could have been the first. But yeah. He, honestly, it resembles Jabba the Hutt. I think. I th- Just sitting <laughs> there think, waiting for everything to come to him. I think he was – I said to him, why don't you plan it well and not eat the night before? And he looked at me and he said, don't be stupid. <laughs> 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 hey, Steve from Dubbo says, if I was playing back in them days, I would have trained my ass off to get on that kangaroo tour just for the free carton of Winnie Blues. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get to a break. Uh, Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. Let's get to a break. We'll have an NRL update next. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. 
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. If you've missed any of the show, make sure you can get it on the podcast. And uh, thanks for listening through all um, all the markets and on the SEN app. Thank you very much. And still talking rugby league. And Badge, <laughs> you just spoke about uh, something you read in relation to the Rugby League World Cup and the different pools and how you would like to see it uh, for the next World Cup. Yeah, an idea. Um... Sorry, yeah, an idea for uh, a different format or different different pools and... Um... Michael from Logan says he likes the idea but has to pick a hole in it. All the teams you named as the top eight all automatically qualify for the next World Cup. Under that proposal, two of those teams would then have to go through qualification. A team like Greece or Scotland could automatically qualify. So if you make the finals, you automatically qualify. But if you miss out... That's got, right. Yeah, yeah well, for the next one. Mm. So, so if, if that system's in place, well, that's, that's the incentive. I think yeah. cricket got, have got it right. Correct me if I'm right. Mm. <laughs> Correct <laughs> me if I'm right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Jacko, the Minnows play against each other to earn the right to play in the Super 12. Yeah, so that was where we started. You know, the World Cup started and you had like Ireland versus Jamaica yes. and you had all that. And it wasn't until the next week that you got Australia playing. So they all played off early for the right to get into the Super 12. And that's when you had, you know, um, Netherlands mm. scrape in by the skin of their teeth yeah. into the Super 12. It was very exciting. But, but yeah. given we're going to have, say, 16 teams in rugby league or yep, maybe 17. 20. There's no way those teams that miss out, say it's say uh, say it's Fiji or Lebanon yep. or Papua New Guinea, they're going to qualify for the next World Cup. Mm. They're going to make it, and if you're not good enough to make it against, because that qualification is going to be against the lesser sides, well, you're not good enough. Yep. So that, they will. But I see what you're saying, Michael. Um, I'm sticking with it anyway. Nathan Cleary, after winning the World Cup, says he's only scratching the surface. At only 25 years of age, uh, he's got a long way to go. And this team's got a long way to go. Mel touched on it after the game. They're only a young age. They'll be together probably the next five or six years. Mm. A cool group of them. Uh, but I've got to say, I thought Nathan Cleary was one of the best, if not the best Australian player on the field. He answered Very a lot good of in the final. Yeah. yeah controlled, yeah. wasn't he? Really good. Did uh, His kicking game, as we'd expect, was, was back where it should be. And uh, a couple of really nice try assists. And, yeah, I thought he played really well. Mm. Uh, now, the... Glenn Lazarus badge. I want, I want to touch on this. We'll be inducted in the ACT Sports Hall of Fame on Friday night. I thought he probably already would have, would yeah. have been. But uh, two-time Raiders premiership player. He, of course, he won premierships with Melbourne and the Brisbane Broncos as well. And why this is significant? Thirty-three tests for Australia, twenty-one for New South Wales. And I want to ask you about Lazo coming through as a young player. And we know how dominant he was as a front row through his career. Did you know much about him? When he was coming through the lower grades as a young kid, did you know much no, about him? No, no, he, he came through as a, as a good player, a good kid coming through. But there was, um, yeah, there was a core group of kids coming through. And if I remember, maybe just after him, Nigel Gaffey and, and Dave Barnhill came from the bush. And Clyde was around the same time as Lazo, of course. So he was a, he was a standout. But um, he quickly became a, a really important part of the, um, of the Raiders first grade side and, and played so good. And I'm, I'm surprised like you, Sats, because he's a local. Mm. He's, a, he's, he's from Canberra. Um, is he from Canberra or Queanbeyan? Anyway, he's from Queen the area. I think he's Queanbeyan. So yeah. not surprised to see him in the ACT Sports Hall of Fame. It's not just for, for winning two premierships or there'd be lots of people in that. There's, yep. there's so much more that he did. 
And, um, yeah, outstanding play. His efforts on the 1990 Kangaroo Tour, Blocker was the starting front rower and this young front rower, Lazarus, comes in for game two and three, I think. Mm. Blocker tells a story. He had a cut badge above his eye. I think it, I think they had 24, 26 stitches in it. And he said he, he didn't bat an eyelid. He just kept going for a young front row. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up, Badge, mm-hmm. and we talked earlier on about is there a player in the current Kangaroos team that we'll be talking about in 10, 15 years' time as a potential immortal, like we did through the era of Smith and Thurston and, and, uh, and so, Lockyer and Greg Inglis. If Glenn Lazarus was to be named the next immortal, which I think he will be. Do you? I do. Right. I, do. I think we sometimes I, look at It wouldn't the be point. out of place, I, I can tell you. I think we look at the point scorers too I, much. I, I just thought they've gone back already um, and looked at certain errors and then they've gone, okay, well, there's the line drawn now. We're looking at people after that. But oh, absolutely. If I, he was I, named. I said many times he should have. If he was named as the next immortal, mm. you wouldn't have an argument? No. Mm. Not at all. Outstanding. Um, yeah, and on that tour, you're talking about 1990. He was, I think he was off the bench in the first test when we lost it at Wembley, and then he came in for the next two. And, yeah, tough as nails. And you, you only have to watch, you know, it, it, people would say, oh, the game's changed. It's all different. They wouldn't compete. Um, just just watch the likes of Lazo in big games, the sort of stuff that he got through. And he used you to turn up in play. Block oh, was a little bit the same. He, he'd, he'd turn up in areas where you didn't expect a big man to turn no. up. That's exactly right. He had great speed too, Lazo. Mm. Really good leg speed, which meant, you know, he was cover defending at times and he was doing all sorts of stuff and his and his drive through the line was was amazing and good ball skills too. So wouldn't be surprised if um if that happened, Sats, but um yeah, I'd I just don't know where they're at with that. A lot of, there's a lot of people on that list of of future immortals at the moment, isn't there? I just think we've got to stop looking at point scorers. Well, uh, I, do, do that yeah, no, absolutely. You're I know right. there's Norm and there's, but, there's Arthur. But but how many can you have when, when some people say, well, it's got to be Lockyer. It's got to be Thurston. It's got to be who else? Billy. Mm-hmm. What I, Greg Inglis gets, I don't know. How many can you actually have? Yeah. What's the limit? Or do we end up having 50 people as immortals? World Club Challenge, of course, has been scheduled for, for February 18 at Bluebet Stadium, but the Panthers group chief executive, Brian Fletcher, not Bears head, the other Brian Fletcher, the, the head of Panthers, he's a great guy, Brian Fletcher, says his club, they still haven't signed off on the World Club Challenge and against St Helens because they were set to play Parramatta in a Western Sydney rival trial game. That's had mm-hmm. to be put back because uh, of the, the pre-season World Club Challenge. So they haven't signed off at anything. They... They want to know what prize money's on offer. They want $100,000 to play the World Club Challenge. I don't think that's unreasonable. You know, I, I kind of get it. But what about the prestige of being World Club champions? Mm. What, does, that, does that have any – does that count for anything? I don't know Brian Fletcher has to stand up for his club and he's got – like a lot of them, there's, a, there's big beefs with the, uh, the NRL or the, uh, the commission about what's going on with, you know, uh, payments and um, – uh, you know the, the 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 deals for the players, everything else that he's saying. We just they're, they're not not coming to the party. But surely this is important either way that your club can host the World Club Challenge and and maybe become the World Club Champions. Surely that's more important than a hundred thousand dollars. This would be to me. I would look back now and I wouldn't I wouldn't know what the Raiders got for us. We went and played Witness. We got beaten in England. 
But I wouldn't. I don't think anyone at the Raiders would have cared if they got two dollars for doing it. There mm. was. It was. If we look back now and and said, oh yeah, and in 1990 we're the world club champions, I'd be super proud of that. And that's what Penrith should be thinking more about. I agree. I I feel as though that England, the English players and their fans have taken the world club championship far more seriously than with the Australians. I mean, I don't think the Australian clubs. You guys didn't didn't play for it, did you? When you won, yeah, but did I'd you? I'd gone to the West oh, Tigers, but they went right. and played Bradford and got beaten. I think they were drunk for four days leading into it. There was so. some dodgy stuff there you going. Go. Led dodgy again stuff. by Craig Gow. That's why I don't travel with Craig Gow. <laughs> dodgy stuff going on with Bradford at that time too. Yeah, they were big they were, units. They were very big and fast. Very yeah. big and fast. Uh, let's get to a break. We'll come. Uh, we'll cover some of your texts in the next uh, next segment. And this is the Eight Seat Kia Carnival, a great utility vehicle. Thank you for the support. From Kia, Badge and Sats, back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, the first hour's gone very quick and stream every NFL game this season live on the NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. I got mine last week. I love my NFL badge. You're not so keen you on do. it. You uh, do. But uh, a great moment this morning in the season this year was the Cordell, Corderell Patterson, I should say, played for the Atlanta Falcons, 103 yards for a touchdown. How do you do that? So you catch what? it in the end goal mm. and basically you run – as far as you possibly can while you're, while you're def- your special teams, your front defensive line, try and yeah. forge See, a path You don't have to be quick. You. you just got to be – got to be able to – Exactly. You've got to have good defenders. Mm. They're just knocking people out of the way. Imagine I know. if that happened in Well, bad you as a fullback, you would have loved that. Oh! Hey? Gary Corn used to actually – he had this great idea from the kickoff or from – yeah, they, when they kick off, he'd say, just run back towards me. And he said, and I'll step to the left just in front of a defender, <laughs> and he said, you step to the right. It worked a couple of times. <laughs> then I got smashed by someone and never did it again. Yeah, Ryan Girdley used to coming back on kick return when Reese Westwood come back. He'd talk to the opposition player that was chase, racing down. He'd say, move across to your left, I'm coming up on your right. Oh, and yeah, they'd so move across the left, and Reese would run straight into this yawning <laughs> gap. <laughs> so that's what I mean, what Corderell yeah. Patterson was doing with the Falcons. Yeah, Falcons 27-24 over the Chicago Bears. Both teams are sort of struggling. My team, the... Green Bay Packers beaten again by the Tennessee Titans. But the big result over the weekend, uh, Woogies, Dallas Cowboys beating the Minnesota Vikings, who are they've only lost one game this year, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Cowboys beat them 40-3. to The quarterback was replaced, was hooked in the mm. fourth quarter, which means the following week's not going to be a great one. Hey, a couple of qu- uh, quick ones, Sats. Text here, a uh, badge. Did Lazo start off as a centre? Yes, he did uh, in the lower grades, not in, uh, not in the top grade. And another one, Lazo was a legend, but Royce ran over him in the grand final. Um, watch that again. He beat me as well. <laughs> I said to Jack, watch what your badge will say that. to this. And, and, and about Immortals, um, Steve from South, I'm not trying to be funny, but I had to do an anger management course in another long, long time ago. I mentioned Brett Kenny not being an Immortal, one thing that makes me angry. And everyone laughed. <laughs> When I was being serious, it made me even angrier. <laughs> I can never understand why he's not. No, he's, he's up there with the absolute elite. We all know that about Brett Kenny, Steve. And, I'm still uh, hopeful, Steve. Keep, keep pushing for it, mate. I'm still Might hopeful. One day. Yeah, did you allude to the Bradford players being a bit juiced up back then? We're not saying that, Michael. I just said that big. We're not saying that. 
Uh, let's get to a break for the eight-seat Kia Carnival, a grand <laughs> utility vehicle. This is Badge and Sats for Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon seat family car they made a grand utility vehicle kia carnival guv this is sports day with badge and sats that it is sports day with gary belcher scotty sattler if you're only joining us for the first time welcome to the show and our listeners through the super radio network southern cross off stereo and sen app 16:20 a.m on the gold coast 1170 in sydney senq 693 a.m in brisbane and 13:23 a.m in brisbane in canberra i should say welcome to the show and we spoke about World Cup, different um, different formats for the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, got some good text coming through. I got a really important topic I want to bring up, though, Sam. Okay, what food have you invented? I I, I just my I wife, just smelt some some sort of cinnamon coming well, through the kitchen. Yeah, my Sam. wife made um, Caesar salad. Yep, and I packed it up to bring, and I forgot the croutons. So all I had was some raisin bread. So I've I've got to say raisin raisin toast is the most overrated toast. So I've I've toasted it, picked out the raisins, but Mm. there's still a lot in there. And I've got Caesar salad with raisin croutons and it's beautiful. What? Serious? Yeah. I think I've I'm I think I've gone onto something. Mm. And I've also, you know, I've got all the other little bits and pieces in there. You've got to have the um what are the fishy the anchovies. Anchovies, yeah. It's definitely there. interesting. It smells interesting. Yeah. It smells horrific. <laughs> Terrific. It does. Horrific. <laughs> Terrible. We we also spoken about on the back of Angus Crichton being sin-binned for his elbow on Chanel Harris-DeVita. Then it was, it's been exposed that they're actually going to be travelling together around Europe for the next few weeks. Yes. Post-World Cup. Now, there's some listeners here, Badge, who feel as though that... Uh, the elbow, there was nothing wrong with it. I've got one here from Brendan. The two-week suspension for Angus Crichton is laughable. He just put his arm up as a re- reflex when he saw someone coming at him from Brendan. Well. Which I, I tend to agree with you. I'd, if his arm is vertical like it was, like if he ran the ball up and put his arm up as a bumper bar and he collected a player trying to tackle him, he wouldn't have been penalised. But if he had it horizontal. Righto. So you think it was Okay. Well, then you go, look, Adrian I'd Put it Rouse, this way. No, I don't think he deserves two weeks. Well, I, I do because I, I, I just yeah, I thought that's about right. Well, Adrian Rouse-Hill says the Cleary spear tackle on Dylan Brown, of course, that was during the season towards the end, was horrific and really hard to watch. Brown could easily have ended up in a wheelchair. Yep, true. The Angus Crichton smashing of his forearm into the face smashing. of Harris Tavita ending his game has been the second worst incident. Do that in the public arena and you are charged and convicted of common assault. For Mal Meninga, well, every tackle you'd probably get, you'd go for common assault. Um, for Mal Meninga to dismiss as a, it as a minor incident is utterly irresponsible. Imagine if it were James Tedesco being ironed out. Mal would have been blowing up like a puffer fish, Adrian. So there you go. Completely different views on it. He didn't and smash it into his head. He lifted it up and hit he him. He didn't strike yeah. him. He just put it up. And, yeah, he made contact with the head, but I don't think he deserves you, two So you're, you're more of the line that Harris DeVita should have been charged for headbutting his elbow. Absolutely. No. You can see exactly where I'm coming from. See, I, I, I'm fine with the two weeks. I Who think wouldn't you travel right. with? That was the question. Oh. He's going to travel with Shannon uh, Chanel Harris DeVita. I said Craig Gow. I wouldn't be able to put up with a week. He mm. would 
he'd put me into some sort of psychiatric care or something because I'd he would. He played mind he games with me. Now you remember you, you just You said Jimmy Jack. I did, yeah. You were, we were just talking about um Luke Prittis would Jimmy be selling one. his You have to pay for everything. Muttley. Muttley Prittis. <laughs> well we were talking about on the eighty six tour, Gary Jack and mm. I roomed but and we got we got a carton of cigarettes each and he was actually selling them. We were just giving away to the smokers and he was selling them by, he waited till they'd run out and he Anyone got any left? Yeah, yeah, I have, and they're going to cost you, you know, two pounds a packet, whatever they were. Are you serious? Um, wow. We got a text here from Rooster Mars. Talk about Durry smokers. At the end of the 88 World Cup final at Eden Park, Wally was walking around on the field with one arm around coach Donnie Ferner, the other arm in a sling, whilst puffing away furiously on one of the Winfield's finest. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah, I remember, I, I remember when um, Arthur... Arthur Beats and coaching Origin in the early 80s, and he was sitting up in the stand, and he, sometimes you could hardly see him for the smoke around him. Um, uh, you know, 88, we, 89 we went, that, so I didn't, didn't play in that World Cup final, I was overseas. But in 89 we went to New Zealand, it reminded me, and we, at Eden Park we played a test. It, or, no, it was Mount Smart Stadium. And after the test had finished, um, we were getting ready, we were going to the bus, and we were you know, hanging around fans and having a chat and... Um, Autographs and we just heard this big, yeah, this big scream. Someone said, Jacko has his bungee jumped off the stadium. So on the other side of the he stadium, he was on the tour. He was on the tour, Peter yeah. Jackson. He wasn't in the in the in the test in that game. So he saw there was bungee jumping after the game. They'd set it up. He went over and we just heard him screaming. He's bungee jumping. <laughs> Do you want to believe the king has just played? He ran around and did it too. Oh, I, I couldn't think of anything worse. I ended up doing it years later. The Kings bungee jumped. Look, this is an hour after the game, two hours. He's bungee jumped off the stadium and it's a big, like the Eastern Stand. It's huge. Players aren't allowed to do too much these days. You couldn't do anything like that now. Imagine a coach and a CEO seeing that. We weren't allowed to go. We weren't allowed to go snow skiing in Canada. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for your text. The McDonald Jones Homes text line 0457 736 736. Keep them coming through. Who wouldn't you want to travel with? Like Angus Crichton and Chanel Harris-Tavita. What do you think of Angus Crichton's elbow? Fitzy says, oh, please. The clown ran at him knowing it was a knock-on, and in a reflex he defended himself. Yep. I agree. <laughs> I agree. The clown. Yeah, McDonald oh, yeah, Jones' birthday sale is now on. Uh, and also join Robson Civil Projects. Join jobs at robsoncivil.com.au and badge an honour for one of our cycling greats. Uh, yeah, um, four-time Olympian Anna Mears has been uh, appointed as the boss of the uh, the 2024 Paris Olympics Aussie team, the chef de mission. So the cooks have to be actually <laughs> not the chef. So it'd be a thousand athletes. You'd have to be Why pretty you... good. Well, Andrew Gaze didn't he do it? Um, and couldn't cook a steak. Yeah, overcooked every steak. It was the barbecues, they just mm. the salads were good. But if you're me, the chef no. de mission. Mm. Do you honestly need need to know how to cook? No. So it's a, it's a great honour. Um, I think she was they, they call it something different, like the general manager or whatever of the Commonwealth Games team. Okay. Um, on the Gold Coast, and now, yeah, this is outstanding. Jack, I've if, actually if I've, I've, heard, were... I've had Anna Mears um, speaking at a Rock function Hamp- on Rockhampton girl, Rockhampton girl, yeah. and I I emceed it. She was great, great story. Remember, she had that battle with Victoria Pendleton. Pendleton. The, the yeah. uh, English they end up, girl. end up becoming great friends. Yeah, yeah. Jack. Now, if you were chef de mission, Gary Belcher would 
raisin toast Caesar salad be on the menu? Absolutely. I've invented something, and I think every athlete I'm trying to think what have I, all I, over it. I cooked a, dish, a dessert dish last night, and I was telling you about it. I'd, I'd like to think that I've invented this. So I'm not a donut eater, but my wife loves donuts, and my daughter and son love donuts. So I cut 10 donuts into quarters, put all those pieces at the bottom of the air fryer, one of the air fryer you get baskets. This? You made this up. Well, Ten I, donuts. Sort of, I sort of, I've, I've put a few things together from. You've got a sweet tooth. But I don't like donuts. I hate donuts. Ooh. So I've cut them up. Is that why you cut them up? Put them all in the bottom of the air fryer. So what shape did they end up being? So if you cut a donut into quarters, mm. they're like a little arc. Mm, Each right. bit's like a little arc. Okay. So put them all at the bottom of the air fryer. Which and way then, up? <laughs> and then put about 500 mils of. Custard, like out of the out of the yeah, carton, of the milk carton, mm. about five hundred mils of custard, and then It'd be a custard carton, wouldn't it? Get Nutella yep. or hazelnut spread. No, yeah, and get six dollops, like tablespoons, and just drop it all around the air fryer cradle. So, and then you put it in the air fryer for on about one hundred and seventy for about twenty minutes. Was this for a kids' party? No, this is just for the the other three last night. Wow! And then you spoon and you it too. Out. No, I don't like donuts. I hate donuts. I <laughs> oh, see. So you were finding it's because you didn't want to throw them out. You're finding a way to get rid exactly. of them. Exactly. So I've, inv- I've invented that. I haven't named it yet. Oh, okay. And it was good? They loved it? I don't know. They loved it. Yeah. They liked it. Wow. Okay. So I've invented something there. Join Robson Civil hey. Projects. Jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Does anyone else remember before, what do you call it? Nutella. Nutella. There was a, there was a, a chocolate and peanut spread called Kugel. Never heard of it. I'm just telling you. I'm just saying, am I the only one? Or is this a figment, figment of my imagination? Kugel, when I was a young kid, which was a long, long time ago, was the, the first, because we used to have, you'd have, you'd have peanut paste. Give me that American peanut paste. Mm-hmm. Or Vegemite or jam. Or lemon spread. That's about all we could have. Or anchovy paste. Oh, remember that, Jack? What? On your sandwiches when you I went remember to school. Remember that? Yeah. But they started this kugel and I was hooked on it. I know where it's gone. It's like Devon. You hooked on Devon? No. Do, no, that's just... I don't eat Devon. Is that spam? Is it like spam? Spiced ham. <laughs> Spiced ham. Now, Cam Smith, the golfer, not the rugby league player badge... He's fallen short of a world record attempt on Sunday, but it's great news for Australian golf that he's back to Australia. Oh, is this where he's trying to have the uh, the world's biggest lesson? Yes. Uh, or yeah, but what they just didn't get enough people along, or some of them couldn't hear. I don't know what just happened. Didn't get enough along. Um, yeah, the 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 PGA, the Australian PGA, is at Royal Queensland starting this week, and ticket sales are through the roof, three hundred percent on traditional years, and corporate areas are all but sold out. Uh, he's very, very popular, isn't How he? How good is it? I, I love this. I mean, he hasn't been able to return to Australia for a lot of years. And that's, I suppose, being part of the PGA. They don't bring tournaments mm. to Australia. Liv have said they're going to play their first tournament in Adelaide. This is why Leishman and, and Cam Smith and co are feeling as though that Liv, for them, is, is also about coming home and playing in front of their fans as mm. well. Aside from the... Hundred and forty odd million dollars. Yeah, exactly. The money's okay. But he, uh, he seems like a down to earth kid. This kid. He went back to his uh, his old stomping ground, his club Wantima. Yes, which is in the north side of Brisbane, on the weekend, which is a very plain country, um, you know, uh, suburban yep. course. I think there's one part of it. Yeah, there's a big. Uh, there's like power lines hanging down somewhere. <laughs> there's this. 
it's just one of those suburban uh, courses that um, then even a lot of people in Brisbane mightn't have ever played there. Not, mm. Nothing special, but uh, not bringing it down. It's still nice. But he played with his sister in a um, a doubles tournament or something, and yeah, good on him for getting home. And did he win? Don't know. Can his sister Don't play? Know. Don't know. I'd imagine mm. so. Yes. Before we get to the break, uh, the ocean, the Great Ocean Road Beach Volley Fest in Torquay is starting uh, this Wednesday. The, vo- the Volleyball World Beach Pro Tour is returning with Volley Fest on Torquay, Torquay starting, yeah, Wednesday 23rd. Have you been to Torquay? Never been. Oh, beautiful part of the world. You did a... Is it the same You did Torquay? the Great Ocean Road, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah, that's the start of the Great Ocean Road. Okay. Uh, some of the best international beach volleyballers, uh, players competing on the last stop on the road to the Beach Pro Tour finals, and we'll keep you updated as it gets underway. Well, I guess it could be the end if you go the other way. <laughs> mm. 60 years of family culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime and the eight-seat Kia Carnival, a grand utility vehicle. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back. And on the text line 0457 736 736, who wouldn't you travel with or couldn't travel with? Angus Crichton travelling with Chanel Harris-DeVita around Europe after the... World Cup, even though we knocked him out in the final. It's forgiveness personified. Rocco, Keith and Chan says, hi, guys. The three the three I couldn't travel with, Justin, we would have to hide the treats. Yeah, true. true. That's yes. true. Now, um, going into the break, we're talking about inventing meals. I spoke about my donut dessert, which mm. uh, Jack has just texted in and said, yum, I love a donut. I don't like donuts. Bad, you've put raisin... Raisin bread croutons. Yeah, I made my. It's all I had. I had no Caesar croutons. Salad. So, so it's not really a Caesar salad. I had a Caesar put, salad, but it's not Caesar salad if you put different croutons in. It's raisin Caesar salad. There you go. So and it's now. And I've got to say, I think it's even better. No. Nah. Now you, you spoke salad. about something called kugel. Yep. Is it kugel. Yep. Jack, you've like done some like a chocolate peanut paste. Yeah, chocolate peanut spread. They had all the different types of flavors, like you mentioned, banana. No. No? They just had the one. Well, okay. Well, well later yeah. on they might have. Bought. The internet disagrees, but that's fine. Uh, but yeah, no. Know. Introduced in 1971. Is it on TikTok? Ridiculous. Uh, peanut spread, banana, chocolate peanut spread, cinnamon peanut spread. Just Yuck. chocolate peanut. Cinnamon. This no is where, see, they, they diversified and got, it confused oh, the market. That's what happened. Stick with the now, Vegemite. How many different Vegemites are there? Well, well there's, there's Marmite. Veg- there's Cheesy no. Mite. Cheesy Mite. That's one of them. Well, just recently, but for What's that 100 years, one? there's just... Vegemite. Now, that's why can you tell us, Jack, circa what year? Uh, 1971, it looks like it was introduced. Yeah, so before I was born. (laughs) (laughs) What? I was born. (laughs) Uh, I was kicking. Now, Steve says, I've been in the first grade dressing rooms throughout the early to mid-80s. The smell of smoke was heavy after a game. Often a person standing half in, half out in the door. Yes, yes. always. Chicka Ferguson was a was a durry smoker oh, too, wasn't he? Chicka loved him. Napa Lions. And, yeah, Jacko and Sammy Backer. There were lots. There was a lot of smokers, but it was just it's a hangover from, you know, our parents and our parents' parents, and that was the that was the guy. But yeah, Chicka always he always have he'd have a dart just before he ran out. He'd have a sleep, then he'd they'd wake him up 
for the warm-up. So go in and get his boots and everything on, lie down on a bench and have a sleep. Then wake him up for the warm-up and one of the trainers, Lee Matassa, would have a durry waiting for him. He'd be last out and have a couple of puffs. Then come in after the warm-up, have a couple of puffs. Had to make sure Tim Sheens didn't catch him. And then as we're running out, he'd have, he'd have a go. And as we're running off at half-time, it was like an Olympic relay. It was amazing. Chick would make sure he's that he was sort of on the side and Lee would be standing there like a, like the baton out the back of his hand and Chick would run up and grab it and look around and go <laughs> into the dressing room. Oh, oh that is great reminiscing. Then he'd go out and, and just brain him. Yeah. Um, okay, time for this. Now on Sports Day, it's time for the top seven moments from the weekend. Yeah, top seven moments. There were plenty over the weekend. Badge, kick us off. Uh, the AFLW final uh, is settled. It's the Lions taking on the Demons at uh, in Springfield in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, New Brighton Homes Arena, it's called. It holds about 10,000. There's only seating there. It's a beautiful arena. For 800 or 1,000, I think. But, yeah, beautiful spot. And great. You want to have a packed house. You don't yep. want to go to a 40,000, 50,000-seat stadium and, you know, it's half full. Or less. So, mm. outstanding stuff. Lines through to uh, to take on the Melbourne Demons. Good stuff. Uh, number six in the key top seven. What about this? Georgia, not not the town in America, but the country. Georgia, which sits where badge geographically? Uh, near Turkey and okay. below Ukraine. And... Recorded one of the great upsets yeah. of the year, defending uh, defeating Wales in the Rugby oh, Union Autumn the Series. He's got the ball in. Get it back. Get it off. And they do. They do. <laughs> And Georgia have beaten Wales here at the Principality Stadium to record the greatest victory in their history. 13-12. And Wales beat Argentina last week. There you go. So, that is so a Georgia would upset. beat Argentina. Yep. Nah, number five in the top seven. Not the result Ange Postacoglu wanted uh, on his Australian tour. With Celtic, they went down to Everton and it went down to a penalty shootout. England under 21 international scores and Everton have defeated Celtic on penalties. Success, Jack, was it or not? Oh, I think overall success. I mean, Celtic played Sydney FC on Thursday. Sydney FC won 2 1. Uh, and then for this, 40,000 fans. I mean, it's a good result. There's a game to go. Everton. Yeah, so Everton will play Western Sydney Wanderers That's right. on Tuesday. Yeah, okay. So uh, the Dubbo Mayor says uh, Jack's contribution to the show has been outstanding of late. Good to see he's left the dark old days of soccer reporting behind him. Just wait, mate. There we go. Uh, we just throw, throw straight yeah, in. in. Uh, number four in the Kia Top 7, the uh, two ODI over the weekend. And Australia won their second ODI against England. 72 runs at the SCG. Bowles here yeah. sweeping. Shout for league before. Fingers up. Zampa gets the decision. That's enough for the wicket, the win, and the series complete in straight sets. I've got to say, Mitchell Stark's ball to Milan. Not not the old in-swinging Yorker. Oh, well, out-swinging to a lefty, but in-swinging to the normal right. Oh, yeah. It was unplayable. It was amazing. He's the man. Outstanding. Badge number three. The FIFA World Cup underway. uh, Got started with the host nation, of course, Qatar. uh, The first host host nation ever to lose the opening game, beaten by Ecuador 2-0. Tried to thread it through towards Plata. Bounces back to him on the ricochet. Leaves it behind for Preciado. Swings across him. The header. Oh, pinpoint perfect from Anna Valencia. That is sumptuous. Pinpoint perfect. Say that ten times. Beautiful. No. Great stuff. Um, Number two. Number ending in 127 text line. Maybe Sats, you should should call it donut punching. 
donut pudding, does he mean? Is that a spot? No, he's check? saying donut punching. Donut punching. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put I don't that think on, you should have read I'll that, put one that on now. the table. Uh, the Gillaroos, number two, they don't secure back-to-back the World Cups in Rugby League. Uh, comprehensive win, 54-4 against the Kiwis. Signaling the start of the celebrations as Australia holds on to the Women's World Cup. It's the third time they've won it and they've done it in comprehensive fashion with a 54 points to fall victory over New Zealand. Yeah, they're outstanding. And Badge, what about Fitzy boys? Have you ever tried cabanossi sliced into small pieces, cooked on the barbecue and dipped in peanut butter? What? That's crook. That is. What? You've got real problems, Fitzy. Yeah. How dare you? And, the, and number one, the kangaroos showed their dominance. It was, a, it was a solid win, a very good win over a brave Samoa in the Rugby League World Cup final, 30 to 10. You know, I'm Australia, now, a fox has gone through here. Oh, look, look out. And O'Carr to Desco. The man to set up the try. Yeah, they were outstanding. Nathan Cleary, as we said earlier on, was was amazing. Junior Bolo in a, in a beaten yeah, side. Uh, thanks to SEN, NRL. Keep up for the audio for the for the top seven. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. More of your text coming up soon. Coming up next, Fletch and the Professor. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. We are nearly there at the finish line. One of our favourite segments each and every week is Joel and Fletch, but we're missing Woogie this week and Joel and Fletch. Well, Joel's not there and the professor's there with Fletch. How are you guys? Hey, boys, what about the uh, – <laughs> now, Schoolies is on up there. Yes. <laughs> is it? Uh, what, what happens if you're a local mm-hmm. and Schoolies is on, you're, you're just wide berth cavalry. Well, some locals just... are creepy and they'll head in there, but – you just do laps. Um, yeah, everyone everyone clears out. It's crazy. Crazy. We're, yeah. we're not anywhere near the heart of surface, but I've got to say this afternoon, drove into work and not anywhere near the beach is our office. And there's a girl standing at a car in a G-string bikini just having a chat. Traffic stopped. Yeah, yeah. Where, where was that be? Where would that be? And would it be on social media? <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> Jack, I didn't want to take any photos because the boyfriend was looking. Is it? At the um, is it? Because I know they go. They, they all wear those. Different. Now, oh, mate, I live near the beach. It's ridiculous. But not even near the it's beach. Terrible. Ten no, k's I know, away. In the middle of, yeah, I know. In the middle of a shopping centre, people yeah. are walking around in there. I did notice oh. also they've got toilets now for male, female, and the non-binary. Yes. yes. I thought is now. Twenty twenty two. Well, that's what I'm saying. Times have definitely changed. Um, boys, can we get straight into our A grades? Because yeah. I've got oh, you haven't one done your I grade yet. We haven't. Okay. We're saving them for you, I'm boys. saving them for you, and mm-hmm. I've got one, and I, I reckon Oh, by it's the going... way, he- hello, Professor. We didn't say hello, hello to you, Professor. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. How are you guys? Yeah, good. good. Sorry, sorry, Fletch. No, so I'm just saying, I reckon one of you two will have the exact same as me. So okay. I'll kick it off. Yep. If I say the name to you, mm-hmm. Laurent Abriel. Laurent Abriel. Abriel. Mm. Laurent Abriel or Laurent Abriel? I'm not too sure of the pronunciation. Don't know his name? No. No. 
No. How about this? How about the French touch judge in the final of the wheelchair oh, rugby league final? Yeah, Did you see this imbecile? Yeah, a, yeah. yeah. He, he thought it was all about him. He thought the 3,500 people there to see him. No, it was red hot. So mm. the France were playing England. He's from France. Yep. He was basically cheating. It was worse than anything I've ever seen. Mm. Like, like from, from anyone? From anyone. So he's basically saying so he was a touch judge. The referee's in control. Exactly the same rules. And he was – they dropped the ball – the French, and he's on the sideline uh, saying, ripped, stripped, stripped, and the touch, the referee just ignored him. So then he's sulked all the way up and down the touchline. The crowd picked up on it, started heckling him. He turns around and then gyrates to the crowd as if to say, you know, you know, doing like the Greeks used to do with, hey, what's up here? But he carried on for the last 10 minutes. Threw his flag. It's embarrassing. Have you seen that footage? Yeah, no. I have. Yeah, I have. No. I actually watched oh. a bit of the wheelchair rugby league. It was, it was really good it to watch. It was so great good to watch. Yeah, but that was, yeah, that was embarrassing. It was like a child, what, wouldn't he? How does he – I mean, I know the French do get a little bit excited, <laughs> and but this bloke was an absolute – He was carrying on. Did he get, did he get yeah, them home? Who, who won? No. Oh, England won, won, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, only Pommies won – at the death. It was, yeah, yes. it was only by a couple of points, I think. Mm. One try, yeah. 24, yeah. yeah. Cracking Tried game. Best. Cracking game. Mm. All right, boys, what do you got for us? A grade was. Oh, good, A grade. Um, now, I don't know whether you read this, but this uh, a girl's gone on social media to um, well, basically embarrass her ex boyfriend, boyfriend at the time, now ex boyfriend. They went on a, a trip to meet his parents. I think it was in Adelaide. And they only met them once. She'd only met them once before. But anyway, they went to Adelaide. They went out to dinner, paid for an expensive dinner. Wanted to impress mum. Had breakfast the next morning. And then the following week they'd returned and she received an email with a spreadsheet on it on everything that they'd eaten and how much she owes him based on the meals that they ate in, in Adelaide. So he's my oh. A-grade. I don't know whether it was Gibbo or not <laughs> when he went on his date. There may be Gibbo. But, yeah, so. Had they split up? No, they were still together. But the one thing that broke up the relationship, she said, I did notice there was one line that I was kind of confused about. It said breakfast, $3.23, and that was for the banana and piece of bread that your mother ate, that you ate banana at my mother's. Piece of bread. Yeah, yeah, so, right. oh. so he sent her, he sent her a, a spreadsheet with everything they ate and everything that she owed him was and his, his name, mother. Was his Gary Jack, was it? Give up. Oh, yeah. Is he – so, Badge – is that all those rumours about him being tied? Is that true? Yes. Have you have you seen it first? Yes, unashamedly. Yes, gotcha. I have. Yeah, he was. Right. He he was. Badge quickly. Tell, he had this big collection. one because in eighty six years were yeah, rumours. Remember rumours in eighty six? He had a big collection of one pound coins, and by the end of the tour, um, he just had at, at, like three ashtrays full of pound coins. He couldn't have known how many's there, and and I went out for a night out. They were getting ready for the the last test the next day, so a really important night. I went out for a night out, and I I didn't have any. Money, so I, and he, he didn't have credit cards then, and the, couldn't cash a traveller's check. So I just grabbed handfuls of coins and went out and had a big night, and I came home, and I was really quiet when I came back in. I was pretty, <laughs> pretty under the weather, really quiet. Didn't he couldn't have even known I was there. I snuck in, didn't turn a light on, socks on, everything, and just I'm getting into bed. It's all dark, and I heard badge. I said Jim, what are you doing awake? Can't sleep. There's thirty three pounds missing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like, pay you back in the morning. He said, "Right, good night, straight to sleep." Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it can be. So, boys, I don't know if you were, you must have been listening earlier when uh, Gibbo went out in the day, yeah. and it's been going it's been going swimmingly mm. for the last. But 
at 10.15 p.m. on Saturday, he texts, how's the pav? Question mark. No reply. Two hours later, want to hang? Question mark. There's been silence, oh, radio silence. But then, also, oh, but then wow. the message in the morning as well, then, apologising. Then at 6.52 a.m. Sunday morning yesterday, he said, oh, sorry about that. Still radio silence. Boys, in your experience, mm. you two are very, very experienced men. Mm. Has he blown this? Yep. Yeah. It's over. The best yeah. way to get a girl back is also to discuss it on the air, on radio. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Read out I agree. I agree, messages. Professor, yeah. yeah. But yeah. if you also keep keep hassling and keep sending me, I, I don't think you're any chance, are you? I'd keep sending them, Gibbo. But it was I'd working so <laughs> 10 to 15, just yeah. keep going. Three yeah. a day. Be a stalker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's <laughs> up? Because I'm scrolling All up hours. to when it was. Oh, how far back are you going? Here? I'm oh, going right back. You go as far back as you want, Fletch. There's, there's creative dialogue there. There's plenty yeah. of dialogue. <laughs> nothing, no, nothing sexual. But no, it's no, like, nothing sexual. So, Is it playful? Yeah. So he said, chat, chat, chat. Oh, my God, that's a good day. To be fair, we had lunch and I'm only just leaving now. So not a bad day. Oh, that's a cracking day. This Friday long lunch is a movement I can definitely get around. That was Gibbo. This is oh, have yeah. he got his phone? That that was a sound like you stole his phone. No, yeah, I see. Yeah, you want to play up to the crowd, boys? Mm. Uh, and then the young lady says, "Yeah, it's something I support. My job is so hard. I don't know how I do it. It needs to happen. Sarcasm, it's a good way." Boys. Uh, what does she do? Ah, uh, she works in media sales. Mm. Has anyone seen? I mean, I. Like it sounds like you might be punching above your weight, Gibbo. Yes, yeah, your I expectations are a bit high. You're not getting, you haven't met her in person. You're not getting catfished, are you? No, I've met her. In <laughs> person. Oh, you met her in person. Just double checking. You never know. No, um, yeah, we'll leave Gibbo alone now. Any more A grades? Yeah, then A grades. Oh, I've got oh, one. If you want, yeah, go me on. to go next. Yeah, yeah go right, on. can you do species? Does it have to be humans? No, anything. No, I'm yep. going to do the birds Play at Taronga Zoo. Mm. Okay, what are they called? They, well, I went to the Taronga Zoo on Sunday for my daughter's birthday, and they are on attack the full time you're there. The ibis, the kookaburras, the uh, scrub turkeys, the peacocks, you cannot relax. And because of the lions escaping from the zoo, mm. you are you are jumpy now when you go there. Any baboons? No, but you hear the baboons, and now when you hear them, you think, right, they're, they're out. I love a baboon's blurter. Oh, Red and raw, nah. isn't it? Oh, yeah. Lots of gorillas. Blurters, we looked at those. Yeah. But I, I reckon the lions escaping has actually added an edge. To the zoo, like survival of the fittest. You reckon it's good yeah. for business? Yeah, wasn't it's a, great for business. Wasn't it's a publicity stunt. Everyone, everyone's across it. Festival was in full camouflage. Like you just, Mate, I just... was, I was crapping myself. So the whole just time. birds, birds. You're right. Yeah, birds can be a bit of a uh, kookaburra. Uh, came down and took out of a lady's hand a triangle sandwich, and she was bleeding. Nearly took a finger off. Could we sue them? Do, oh, who do, knows? The, do the kookaburras belong to the zoo, or they just hang no? Out? They just hang out. But Taronga Zoo needs to do something about the birds. They're psychotic. Yeah. Mm. It's no Sydney Zoo. Sydney Zoo's the one to go. Where's, are you sponsored by them? Right? There we go. No, my what my, my friends own it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's always uh, something. Who's got one? I've, I've uh, got my, my not nothing great, but I just couldn't believe today and over the weekend. We're getting these. I'm getting messages. You know, how you get messages you don't even want. I Black Friday sales. Mm. Can someone explain why you have Black Friday when it's not the 13th and why it, like it's yeah, on a Monday and a weekend? It's a, it's a Seppo thing. But, but why are they called Black Friday? Because it's something to do with the internet. Yeah, but didn't it, what? Didn't it start with Thanksgiving? Was there something with – or I made that it's up. It's after Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's the but, first oh, Friday after Thanksgiving. But it's something to do – I don't know. You know what the Seppos are like. But it's so – Has Thanksgiving just happened November. in America? We're in November. Wednesday. What? Wednesday what, what's Thanksgiving What's going on? Is. Mm. Oh, so, man, so at any given time, anyone can have a Black Friday sale exactly. any day of the week and just yep. say it's what? Yeah, it's lost the no, but, but there's some good sales around. 
Hey, Fletchy boy, did you ever, um, did you tour with Willie? Willie Mace? Yep. No, I roomed with him in Origin. I, uh, I was MC at a function at Grafton Races for a really good cause on Wednesday, and, and Mace was, and Jamie Lyon were the guest speakers. Yes. He's got a bit of edge to him, hasn't he, Will? He speaks his mind. Yeah. The crowd yeah, loved him, absolutely loved him. Yeah, what was he? What was he saying? He's talking about tours because it's a World Cup tour. He's just talking about tours and Origin camps and. Gotcha. Yeah, so you read sort of Dennis Rodman's, you know, his antics while he played. A bit like that. There's a fair chance that Mace is the rugby league's version of Dennis Rodman. Mm. So you're saying he might be dressing up in a wedding dress and so. marrying himself. I wouldn't mind mm. that. Saying that is Mace uh, working for anybody at the moment? Yeah, he's at the Bulldogs. He was at night. Oh, he's at the Bulldogs. Yeah, he's yeah. back there coaching all their junior junior pathways and. He's yeah. got a podcast. Yeah, he does speak his mind. He yeah, does definitely. have a podcast. Definitely. He's quite uh imposing figure. Huge. How was his How was his Barry Beefs? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Are they his? <laughs> yeah. No, they're not his, but they don't sort of fit his melon. <laughs> Do they? Well, it's Have right. you said that to him in person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd that so, go? So like you're born with things that suit you. Yeah. And like if he, you try and change his it, teeth would suit your head. Yes, yeah, yeah, they they look good on Although, no, 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 not now because I'm about to get the Zika virus. <laughs> so I've just, I've just found out that if you get the Zika down. virus, your head shrinks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go get uh, 110 cc stat of the uh, Zika virus injected into my head. You, what happens to your head? How shrinks, does, man. Like what your skull as well? Everything. But you're just going to look everything. weird then. It'd be like, it'd like, yeah. it'd like someone's practicing voodoo on you and shrunk your head. Yeah, because everything's big on you. Do you I know. Like do you, do you remember feet, when, I tell you, when Adam McDougall stopped playing, yeah, his yeah. head shrunk. It's, yeah, he did too. He's a, <laughs> pinhead, he? Yeah. He's a pinhead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is great because it suits him, but, you That's know. a great phone topic. What? All the all-time great pinheads. Yeah. <laughs> how, like, how does your head go from that? I want to ask him, maybe it's the man shake. Maybe he's got a bit of Zika virus. Fletch, why don't you just block out a pinhead? Why don't you just jump in the gym and make your shoulders bigger, Fletch? No, that's too much work. I'd rather just get the Zika virus. <laughs> hey, Fletch, is your head, is that like, is that part of the, the Fletcher DNA? No, it's not. I've just, I don't know what it so is. So none of your siblings but have the really? giant head. No. Have none of your daughter's got but massive head. Or is it just an illusion? No. Like, do you go and try hats on and they they just fit you? They're normal or is it? Well, we did we did have a, we interviewed the Burgess boys once and Sammy was rothing, right? Because Sammy's got a big head. Massive head. And Sammy was could not wait. He goes, you got a bigger head than me. And I'm looking at it going, oh, Sammy, I'm not too sure. So we measured it. Sammy's got a big head. Yeah, his head's massive. Mm. And then we got the Dexas thing done. Yep. And Spud's Spud's head weighs six. Six kilos. Why you get weigh your head? And what's yeah. your what's your head weigh? Mine wasn't mine wasn't too bad. Mine was only five and a half. <laughs> Did Spud five say that's because of what's inside it? <laughs> Probably. I think Spud's was full of um Remember that episode chiefs. Remember the episode of Seinfeld when the taxi driver can't see out the back because of Elaine's head? That's the right. Size yeah. of a head. Yeah, and the, do you and have the that problem flies in Ubers? It? I mean, you have problems in Ubers. I can only wish that was the only problem I had in Ubers. Boys, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys uh, before you go, yep. we've got to talk about the rugby league. Oh, yeah, Good. of course. Um, quite comfortable. Yep. wasn't wasn't much of a shock, was it, boys? No, although they were courageous, weren't they? The the Samoans. We we spoke last week about why did they have the player of the tournament before oh, the final? Ridiculous. Because yeah. you know, I didn't watch a lot of the early games, but I reckon. If Junior Barlow wasn't up, right up there, Josh he was outstanding, mm. Junior. Samoa. Yeah. yeah. Who mm. was your player of the tournament? Josh uh, I say Joey Manu for me. Mm. Right. I'm going to go Liam Martin. 
Oh, why? I just heard someone say it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> someone rang in. I don't know. They knew what they were talking about. Uh, no, but they were, they were brave. But in the end, it was just too much class. Give the ball to Latrell. Off you go. Mm, yeah. We should Hate get the ball weapon. early. Like, what did, what did you think about the Rocks message, boys? Do you think that was a bit long? Like, there was... Five, ten, fifteen minutes. I didn't like minutes. how he called it rugby. He kept saying rugby. Yeah, he yeah. kept saying rugby. He so he's know. grown up in Melbourne for starters, <laughs> and then he he made it all about himself, didn't he? Why? What did he do? He, he kept talking about when he was in playing pro football and when he was wrestling, and now in Hollywood, what he does, and like don't you if he just made it thirty seconds. Said you know, good luck, Jerome. Yep. You mm. know, Romy. Yeah, good yep. luck, Romy. Mm. Good luck, Junior. Because I know, game. I know the boys, the See Australian ya. boys, because they got Daniel Vito to give them a, a bit of a shout-out. <laughs> how, how long was his? This was about four minutes. Hey, Professor, minutes. before we go, yeah. uh, got to go to New Zealand for three days for, for SEN. And uh, Matty. Oh, how good. Matty Johns is on the So what do I expect? I mean, haven't been in that sort of scenario with Matty for a long time. As in you're doing radio with Matty? No, no, no. We're just – it's Just know, hanging out. Just hanging out. So – uh, what I can guess I expect? Expect, the, expect the unexpected. I think you've got to be on, the, on, your, you've got to be on, on your, your game, toes. He's very you? quick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Fletch is pretty quick, but Matty's got him covered. Yeah. He'll yeah. just be drunk. He'll just be drunk. Oh, yeah, that's true. Days. And he'll be going to bed early. Yeah. <laughs> that's the good news. And he'll wee his he'll bed. Be... <laughs> <laughs> and he'll wear ladies' shoes and ladies' necklaces. And other than that, he'll be right. Just but his left eye, I call him oh, left yeah, eye Lopez. That's right. Oh, sliding off his face. He's got a lazy eye, has he? Oh, when he gets full of the pen and ink. My wife has got a lazy eye. It mm. just starts closing, and then I start singing, "Don't go chasing <laughs> waterfall," and he knows he has to pull up. <laughs> Make sure you get down to Furburgers too. Oh yeah, oh, first help. stop, and go to that hamburger joint as well. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey. See you, boys. <laughs> See you, lads. <laughs> Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car; they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show as you wrap things up. And we'll quickly get to a weather update for New Farm, Australian through and through. And we've got Bathurst. To all the listeners up there listening on 2BS, I love Bathurst. Home lots of the of, Bathurst Panthers, there, yeah. of course. Yeah, Used to be called the Bathurst Penguins. Are, are they the Panthers because there's Panthers that... bought the club. Oh, okay. I thought mm. it might have been that. That isn't there a some panther that roams the oh, blue mountains? Oh yeah, yeah. The big black panther. Is that why it's the panthers? There has been sightings, badge. Well, why else I would they be the panthers? Uh, actually, on that the Bathurst penguins. Jack and I were just talking about this. I was at Grafton the other day, uh, and I've got to say, badge had a lot of people come up to me you and say they listen to us on Two GF. And uh, on the app, and um, one of the gents there's mad bulldog supporter. He said, oh, "I heard you guys talking last week about clubs and how they got their name." He said, "I'd, I'd really love to hear some of those stories." So he's from Kyogle. Mm. I said, "Well, the Kyogle turkeys, I love them." Shannon Walker, Will Matthews. I used to travel out there and watch them play under 16s when they when they were kids. I said, "How did the Kyogle turkeys get their name, turkeys?" He said, well, "Kyogle is indigenous for scrub turkey." Right. There you go. I learnt something. Okay. Is so there, tomorrow night, teams and how they got their names. And is there a club called the Bin Chickens? There should be. Nah, would there? Oh, okay. Indestructible. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? 
Maybe they should have been called the Redcliffe Bin Chickens. Yeah. The old Bathurst Panthers, uh, birthplace of Tommy Rodonigas tomorrow, a top of 15. Partly cloudy day with a low of, get this. Top of 15. Three oh. overnight. Is this a winter update or is it summer? For tomorrow. Right, okay. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. We've got to wrap the show up before I get home and go and watch My Mum, Your Dad, my new favourite show. But before that, we'll do this. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Let's get through some of your text messages. And Badge, show you spot on. I remember Kugel from the early 70s, Rooster Muzz says. Yep. Peanut butter spread. That was it. Chocolate, mm. chocolatey peanut butter spread. Uh, traveling. Satchew said, who would you love to or, or not like to travel with? Well, Sporty Gavis said he'd like to travel with David Boone and challenge his beer drinking record on the plane. Do you reckon that's true, that? You mightn't get off at the other is end. Is it Sporty an urban Gav. myth or is it true? True. 52 cans. Oh, I thought it was 46. Was or it? So. it has to be someone counting for you. Mm. You, you couldn't count them yourself. That's it, crazy. Now, very early on, we're talking about origin and, yeah. and also the uh, – the national game as well and how the World Cup should be spaced out in a sense of pools. Yep. And um, you said, you made the comment, origin's not broken. And uh, Steve agrees. It's not. It's far from broke. should never be tinkered with. Anyone that, that suggests it should be obviously has an agenda. Yes. Um, on the World Cup, a suggestion here from, uh, from Rod, maybe a four nations every two years between uh, Australia, Mm-hmm. New Zealand, Great Britain, and Pacific Islands. So pick a representative side for all, from all those. Geez, A.B. Strong, Samoa, Tonga, and Fiji, and Papua New Guinea, Papua New Guinea. Cook Islands. Cook, oh, I what? like that idea. I think they could. They, I don't. Yeah, they'd be tough to beat. I like that idea, Toronto Rod. Um, there's actually another text there as well from um, from Rooster Muzz who says the same. I think. Uh, now, we spoke about Woogie at McHappy Day the other day. It was a sight to be seen just inhaling all these Big Macs. You reckon and he had six Big Macs? Six, so he had one every You're 30 exaggerating. minutes. exaggerating. No, one every 30 minutes. Two-hour show we God. did. God. Uh, Sats, did Woogie have a big container of water next to him? Macca's on the weekend. Like his hero, Joey Chestnut. So Joey Chestnut, of course, we've had him on the show. Australia's oh, biggest eater, ranked yes. number five in the world. Does he have lots of water? That's James Webby. Yeah, James Webby, yeah. yeah. Oh, does that does that not Oh um, no, James Webby it was, wasn't it? Yeah, he Joey, was our bloke. Who's yeah. Joey Chestnut? He's the world record um Hot Dog Eater. Hot Dog Eater? Yeah. yeah. Right. We like James Webby. Yeah, local. Yeah. Uh also Would have a signed hot dog from Joey Chestnut at home in his lounge room. Like, you know, other people have football jerseys and stuff. Has he got a a framed Hot dog sign by Joey Chestnut. <laughs> Bad stats and Jack. For me, James Tedesco, Liam Martin, Josh Adokal, the kangaroos best. So thanks for your texts all night. Uh, we're going to be back again tomorrow night. Make sure you get involved in the show. But before we go... On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Am I doing it? Yep. Yes, mate. Um, well, I love those walking into the bar jokes, like a, a dys- dyslexic man walks into a bra. No, um, what about a guy walks in with a giraffe and after a few drinks, the giraffe falls over and dies and and he just the guy just walks out and the bartender goes, hey, hey, where are you going? You can't leave that lion there. He said, it's a giraffe, idiot. Oh, God. You can't give that a laugh. Good work, Jack. Oh, thanks for being involved in the show. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. The Kia Carnival GUV.
When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.